We trust that the image of God as shepherd is coming through in our worship and our liturgy today. And for those of you who might be new to the Christian calendar, the fourth Sunday in the season of Easter, we're in the season of Easter, a 50-day season of celebrating the risen Christ, but the fourth Sunday in the season of Easter is always called Good Shepherd Sunday. And so for Good Shepherd Sunday then to weave in with Mother's Day is an interesting interesting intersection for today. And for thousands of years, Christians, the people of God, have been imaging and envisioning God as shepherd. And so we've heard of this famous uh, prayer and ancient creed uh, read to us as the 23rd Psalm where for thousands of years the people of God have been thanking God and extolling God as good shepherd. The shepherd who does not leave us in want. And then in today's gospel story, it might have been a shocker for some of those hearers in Jesus' voice to hear Jesus naming himself as good shepherd. They might have said, what's up, Jesus? You're just a lowly carpenter, son. How dare you take on the name of God Most High? And lest we forget, John chapter 10 is not Jesus wandering through the grassy meadows, nuzzling his nose with a baby sheep. John 10 is right on the heels of John chapter 9. So if you still have your Bibles open, or if you have your Bibles open today, you look back at John 9 and you see the context of John 10. And the context of John 9 is Jesus healing the man born blind. And the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the religious rule keepers are as mad as Hades. Because Jesus has healed on the Sabbath. And that's just not what God followers do. God followers follow the rules. They wouldn't heal on God's day of rest. They would have left that healing work until Monday. So imagine the religious rulers, nose to nose and face to face with Jesus. They're incensed. They're furious. They're saying things like, Jesus is not from God. He doesn't observe the Sabbath. How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they do a double interrogation of the man born blind. And they're still not satisfied. And there's so much drama and intensity and hype built up that at one point it breaks into comedy. Because the man born blind looks at the Pharisees, these religious rule keepers, and he says, why do you keep on talking to me about this man who has healed me? Do you want to become his disciple too? Ah! The Pharisees go nuts. Imagine smoke spilling out of their ears and their fiery brows on flame. (laughs) They scream at the blind man, and this is written in the story, John chapter 9. They scream at him and say, you were born entirely in sins. How dare you try and teach us? And they drive him out of the temple courtyard. So it's in the wake of this season or this scene of violence and expulsion that Jesus then talks about him as I am. And he says, I am the gate. 
gatekeepers open gates. He says, I am the good shepherd. The shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Hired hands betray the sheep. They push out and scatter the flock. Again, Jesus declares, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. I lay my life down for the sheep. I have other sheep that belong to this fold. I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice. There will be one flock, one shepherd. And you'd like to think that Jesus magically just calms everything. And the Pharisees, the rule keepers go, Oh, you're right, Jesus. We believe too. But instead, the Pharisees are still infuriated. One of them yells back at Jesus and said, He has a demon. He's out of his mind. Why listen to him? So there's this headbutting. Why listen to him? The religious leader screaming. And Jesus saying, The sheep will listen to my voice. And so for us, on a Sunday morning in sunny May, we have a couple of choices as we, as we live out of this story today. We can live with the religious rule keepers and we can mock Jesus or we can listen for the voice of Jesus and take our cues from this underdog, this berated, humiliated one, this carpenter's son, who invites us with this humble and seemingly unspectacular invitation to listen. But in that listening, there's a promise. There's a promise of pasture. There's a promise of security. There's a promise of protection. There's a promise of recognition. Jesus says, I know my own. There's a promise of relationship. Jesus saying, and my own know me. I don't know how you're feeling on Mother's Day, but like we've said, it's probably a range of emotions. And if we're honest, we acknowledge that we don't all have memories or great pictures of mothers. But I hope, like we've been saying, we can remember or image those who mother us, those who parent us, those who care for us. And if we can't imagine that, then the good news from the Good Shepherd is there is one who listens, who longs for you to listen. There's one who loves and longs for you to know you are the beloved. There's one who nurtures and longs for you to know that there is a place of nurture in this dangerous and risk-filled world of ours where the wolves often snatch and the enemies long to scatter. So find consolation in the Good Shepherd today. The Good Shepherd who knows us and promises that we can know him. The Good Shepherd who in the midst of this community of faith speaks to us, ministers to us, moves amongst us by his spirit. We are sheep in the sheep pen. And if we stay within the flock, if we stay with the flock, we know that with that flock, there is a good shepherd who nurtures, who loves, who protects us. 
I want to push ahead a bit in John 10. And if you do have your Bibles open or maybe just lodge this in your mind as you think in the months or the days and weeks ahead, John 10, chapter 27, is emerging as one of my favorite verses in the first half of John's gospel. You might like John 3.16, and John 3.16 has lots of street cred, but might I offer John 10, verse 27, where Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. No one will snatch them out of my hand. We are unsnatchable. And that, dear church, is gospel gold for Good Shepherd Sunday. And so I invite you to respond and live your way out of these promises and this promise today. Maybe you'll use our, um, our litany today and carry that with you in, into the week. I was rereading our litany as I was preparing the sermon and, and seeing these great phrases, Good shepherd who pursues each sheep that strays. And our response is, Hear us and help us, we humbly pray. Good shepherd who rescues sheep from the wolves. Our response again, O God, hear us and help us, we humbly pray. Good shepherd who guards and guides wandering sheep. Will you join me in the refrain? Hear us and help us, we humbly pray. The good news, the gracious news of the good shepherd is that we're known. And Jesus will lead us. He'll feed us. He'll protect us. This one who has laid down his life for us and then takes his life up with him will sweep us up along with him into this place of resurrection, new life, new hope. In the midst of dead places, Jesus breathes upon us. New life, hope, healing, and resurrection. And if you don't carry uh, any of the words of Psalm 23 in your hearts these days, I invite you to do that. That final phrase of Psalm 23, the shepherd's psalm, where the psalmist says, Goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. Uh, the, the, the Hebrew interpretation of follows is pursues. And so you could even reword that phrase, goodness and mercy pursues me, pursues us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A closing prayer that I found this week I thought might bless all of us, where the prayer writer writes, Good Shepherd, Keep us alert. Keep us alert to your unconventional friends and followers. People of faith who love God and serve their neighbors. People who nail pretense and ego. People who nail pride and arrogance. Wherever your church is, make it recognizable by its likeness to Jesus. And so that's the invitation for us God followers, us good shepherd followers this week, wherever we might be as the church, might we make the church recognizable by its likeness to Jesus.
There is one God, one shepherd, and we as his sheep will not be snatched from his hand.